Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today is devoted to purple bombs, what they are. And we have a really fascinating guest, a mystery guest, one of our very own Mystic Michaela spiritual family members who's going to give us a deep dive into her, her own purple bomb story. They're very embarrassing, these purple bomb stories. But if you're purple, you've done it. And so I'm really excited that she came on and she's going to like no holds barred. She is going to go into every moment of her purple bomb story. Okay. But and, first, hey, Scott. Well, there, and, and we know there has to be something wrong with her. Why? Because she's actually <laughs> agreed uh, to let me ask questions during yes. the interview. Yeah. And she's coming. So, she's going to be here. She's coming over. Right. So she's going to be here. She's going to be here. What, um, what, I guess we don't socially distance with everybody anymore. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask her to wear a mask. I'm not. You're not? I feel like this microphone is a good mask. All right. Well, we'll see. It filters, Maybe. filters germs. We'll see when she gets here. I, got, I have a few you know, tests I want to run before I let her in the door. You, do you check temperature? I will be checking temperature, <laughs> yes. So she will get a temperature check. Right. She will have a mask on. I yeah. did now. I just, this is between me and you. Ooh. She doesn't know this. Okay. But we ran out. You know, we have those. They have the temperature check. I just, actually, yeah. I, was, and I just was at the dermatologist. Today. That's a whole other story. I'll oh, get into that, that in a second. Um, where they just put the thing up to yeah. your head. They don't even touch your head. No, it's great. Ours is broken of those. Oh. We, I bought one. It broke. Yeah. So what she doesn't know is the only other way is this rectal one I have. Oh, yeah. So, okay, Scott. So she's going to have to have that. Super crazy. She doesn't, know, she doesn't know this, but I'll let her know. All right. But anyway, speaking of like, well, one of the last interviews that you actually let me interview somebody yeah. was Brett, the, the hypnotist. Yes. And that was, it was an amazing experience. And yeah. when, you know, when she came and, you know, we knew we were going to do the, uh, I was going to get hypnotized. You guys told me to like set it like an intention sort of, of what I wanted to get done. And my first intention was to have this white coat syndrome, fear of the doctor. Yes. I'm your, terrified. Your blood pressure goes up when you see, when you're at the doctor's office. Right. And, um, so that was my original intention. And now, but then we switched it to the other intention, which was to... Well, what happened was during her hypnotherapy session with you, you went right into it in two seconds. Yeah. Um, the, the episode's entitled Demystifying Hypnotherapy, if you want to check it out. It's one of our earlier episodes. You went right into the hypnotherapy But it was some, for something totally different. And then you were like, I, I can't work at my job anymore. Then that's what it became about. And she said, like, the subconscious is funny. Like, it chooses what your issues are yeah. and what you can deal with it. You, you can't deal with, like, the white coat syndrome, she said, until you deal with, like, whatever your subconscious deems the most presently important. Right. And... She solved that problem. I'm, I'm fixed. I, you know, I'm on to yeah. this new, you know, total career 100%. You gave your notice that day. Yes. Which is crazy. I am done, finished there. <laughs> you know, it's all over. Hypnotherapy works. With now we Brett. just got to get the kids back to school and life is amazing. <laughs> but here's the other problem. What yeah. I didn't realize was today was the first time I went to the doctor since that session. Yes, it's true. And the original thing was to cure me of this thing. So, of course, I wake up in the morning. Yeah. And I well, realize should... I got to go to the dermatologist. Yeah. Just for a check. No, nothing. And by yeah. the way, nothing happened. Don't worry about anybody. I'm totally fine. Um, and, you know, the first the first sign that I know I'm going to the doctor in the morning is, and it's everything, you know, I don't know if I go there because a lot of people on this podcast see me as a sex symbol. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't want to really ruin the image for them of, you know, like, their possible sex symbol having like constipation or something like that. Right. But I would never have that. 
Because like all like if I ever I had never been constipated, I don't think, but I would never have that problem. That's a lot of information. She has a lot of TMI, and again, I don't, I don't want to ruin for people. I'm ruining their image. What I know you're, it. What you're trying to say um, is, before yeah. a doctor's appointment, you yes. basically get the runs. Yes. That's what you're trying to say. Without fail. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, I'll never ever have the that problem yeah. because all you have to do is say, "Hey, Scott, I made you a doctor's appointment," and out it'll go. That's it. You just. Yeah. You just yeah. in the bathroom. Right. So I'll never need like the over-the-counter drugs or Softly whatever. Softly moaning. Yeah. That's you. <laughs> so, this morning. So that's like the telltale side. So I get up. Obviously that happens. You know, I also have to, you know, do number one like 50 times. I don't know why. <laughs> you know, like I've never been to a doctor where I haven't been able to be like, can I please use your bathroom? Did you do that at the yes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, you know, like they first, like, so I get in there. They don't want I'm, you touching anything these days, you no, know? No, but I know. Yeah. Well, well, first of all, I do have a new trick. I don't know if I even told you about no, this one. No, this is um, new. Yes. Oh, Lord. Bracing I, myself. <laughs> so I listened to on the ride over okay. to the doctor, uh, I think it's called like Bino Beats or something. Like the blood yes, pressure beats, yes, and it actually that actually works. So <laughs> did you really? That's the so only thing is, I cool. you know I could possibly also pass out on driving. <laughs> you get real zen when you listen to it. Yeah, them. you get real zen. Yeah, it's like oh, I gotta make this turn now. <laughs> but but it's like you know I'm just like one of the other drivers around here, like the 90 year old driver. Oh so yeah, I people right watch in. out for you around here when you drive. Exactly. Yes. So I listen to the vinyl beat thing for the blood pressure. So I get in, you know, they do the temperature check. And, you know, like, I'm, then I'm, they don't have the music anymore, so I'm starting to freak out. I should bring headphones with... Yes. Maybe I should do that next time. Yep. Uh, and then I get in, you know, they tell me, could you take everything off? Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was for the checkup or... Because you're that sex symbol. Yeah, that sex symbol. Yeah. I wasn't sure. <laughs> and, but I'm like, can I please go to the bathroom before? And she's like, of course, Ask, like, a little first grader, like, please. Yeah, I'm like, I turn into, <laughs> like, a first grader. That's like, right. Can I please go to the yeah, bathroom, like, miss? Like, thank you, miss. Can I have a cup of milk? You know, so... <laughs> Um, you know, like, so I still have this problem. I still have the white coachman. The, the the lady was, you know, very nice. The, the doctor was very nice. Yeah. Obviously, it was an easy checkup, and yeah. I was out of there in, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Luckily, they don't take your blood pressure there. No, no That's the God. problem when you go to these doctor's offices because they, when they do the, um, what do they call those? The, uh, oh my gosh. The blood think. pressure cuff. The, yeah, the blood pressure cuff. Yeah, I can't. The do vitals. That. The, the vitals. vitals. Yeah. What they do is like your blood pressure is usually like 190 over, like, I don't know, so like 100 something. And yeah. they're like, oh my God, sir. Like, like, are you? Like, oh my God. <laughs> and then and they, like, they get really stressed out. Like, you stress out the medical help yeah. person because they're like, oh my God, I've never seen one this yeah. high. Um, and yeah. then you see them like shuffle out and then the doctor kind of comes in and yeah. it makes your blood pressure go up more because yeah. they're like, okay. All right. Like, they always have like, does it hurt, sir? Are, are Do you want to lay down? Yeah, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> but yeah, actually, I, don't, I only only do it with the doctor now. So I've told them at the doctor. Oh, really? at the Yeah. Oh, okay. That I will only do it with the that's doctor. That's good, because you've been stressed. Yeah, that, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Oh, poor Scotty. So anyway, but we're going to have to, you know, now I really, now that I got the big problem solved. Yes. I want to get Brett back here. Yeah. And have her solve my other problem. You need to work on so that when I you your know, white go to the doctor, syndrome. I'm fine. Yeah. Well, it doesn't help when our and by the way, I'm, we're very thankful to everybody being so sweet. Brianna came on last week. Yes. Our 11 year old who has the gift of seeing auras and is getting kind of a psychic, you know, understanding the psychic gifts behind that and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like she loved being on, and everybody was so sweet and positive to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, she looked. The reason why you went <laughs> to the dermatologist. <laughs> Yeah. Because you're, you were, you know, your shirt was off one day to like go swimming or something, right. and she was like, "Oh, what's that?" Because she, <laughs> uh, because we didn't get into this part with Bree. She's like a very blunt psychic reader, 
So she's just like extremely blunt. So, which is scary. Right. So you took off your shirt and you had this mole and she's like, what's that? And then <laughs> you were like, why is that bad? And she's like, yeah, I don't like how that looks. I mean, and then she just like walks away. And then we're like, you better make an appointment. <laughs> but it's good that you're, yes. you're okay. Yeah. That I, you know, cause I want to keep my sex symbol status. <laughs> they have like this can spray. Of like ice spray or something. Yeah, it's like the. I just had them spray it off. Oh yeah, we'll just spray that off for you. Yeah, it's gone now. And since I'm like a first grader, they're like, I'm like, oh, would it cost anything? What's you know, what's it cost? Like, oh, for you nothing. For you nothing. Like I'm such a kid that they're like, oh, oh, for you nothing. Like, oh, thank you, thank you, doctor. Oh, that's. I'm glad they treated you nice at the derm, the derm clinic. They really did. That's like like a nice doctor's appointment. I love the derm. They make me look better there. They're, I mean, they're like they they're focused on prettiness and stuff. Yeah. I like that. It's it was like it less was, stressful. It was an interesting experience. I mean, it was just me with just a mask on. Like everything else. No, just, just a mask. <laughs> Picture that, people. Stop it. All the right. visual. Well, let's give them a better visual. Megan Fox. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So most people would rather look at her eyes. So. Megan Fox was with her new boyfriend, Machine Gun Kelly, on uh, Lala Kent's new. Wait, wait, what? What's this guy's name? Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly? I never heard of him before Megan Fox started dating him, but apparently he's famous. Is he related to like Handgun Kelly? Rifle Kelly? Yep, those are his cousins. Those are his cousins. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so she's with him and um, it made the news, you know, and uh, she was on Lala Ken's new podcast, but it, it, we'll back it up a little bit. Okay. Megan Fox has a rainbow aura and because I'm such a, an aura geek, like I could look at her all day and it would get be real creepy because she, her aura is so rainbow and it's it really pulls me and it's very mesmerizing and um and I did back in May I did a reading on her uh because she was in the news and I was like oh my gosh like she's a rainbow aura and nobody does and it means she's a star seed and so star seeds um the way I see it is like stars like rainbow aura people are star seeds and what's a star seed star seed is somebody who's it's like they're it with starseeds like they've been on earth a few times but they've had more lifetimes as not humans so like other life form you know energies come into humans so there and if you follow megan and i didn't know this until after i i did the reading like because a lot of people would they were starting to send me like little videos she did or little like alien stuff she was into or whatever where she would comment because she's super into the psychic world and my thing is it's like starseeds always know they always know that they're star seeds. They always feel more connected to, you know, aliens or other life forms or the psychic world from a very early age. And just, you know, they always kind of feel like otherworldly. But anyway, so she's a rainbow aura. And what's interesting about star seeds, who I, when I see they have rainbow auras, is they'll go through like spiritual download moments more than other people. So, like, out of nowhere, like one day they'll just get like, blasted with a ton of new information from the other life source so they'll yeah so it's like a download like if you were gonna like you Mm -hmm. know upgrade yourself and like you know you put your phone down you do the upgrade and then it's like it does all these cool new things like you know 10 minutes later that's what star seeds go through they go through very like crazy big drastic downloads in short amounts of time and i felt that machine gun kelly okay who's green and purple has like that's a symptom of our spiritual download. So, anyways, we'll fast forward. Okay. So I did a reading about them back in May on my on my Instagram, and uh, it was fun. It was fun to do it. And but anyways, I guess her and uh, her new boyfriend, which she left her husband for, um, were on 
Lala Ken's new podcast. And so is, this, is this like purple bombing? Is, so she loved so and she basically on the podcast said this thing like the moment I met Machine Gun Kelly, I knew we were twin flames. You know, we were two souls, you know, we were one soul split in half and we found each other. Right. And the second I saw him, now the second she saw him, she was married, okay? So it's kind of like, right. you know, and, and here's the thing, like, I don't judge a purple bomb because I'm purple, right? So right. like purple people, and, I'm, and this is what this episode is dedicated to, if you're purple, you purple bomb it. Now, she's a starseed, but she wears, starseeds don't, can't always like live their life as a starseed and exist happily on this earth plane. So she presents as purple. Okay. So usually like star seeds um, will wear like an aura color so they can fit in like a little costume so she, so or she something. Wears purple. She wears like an aura costume. It's like okay. her purple. So she, purple. yeah, so okay. she'll do purple things. Like, you know, she's in the acting and you know, the industry and stuff right. like that. Um, but like Elon Musk, for exa- he's not a star seed, but he wants to be. Like, remember we talked about <laughs> yes, that? Yes. And then, like, uh, who is a star seed? Like, Tom Cruise. Uh, uh, is Keanu. A, a Keanu, Keanu Reeves is like a, a crystal aura, but he presents as like a green kind of a thing. But okay. he, you know, like that. So, okay. anyways, so back to Megan. So, basically, she talked about a purple bomb situation and just seeing this guy and just like, like she flipped her whole life over for him. Hmm. Which is very purple bomb. And I can see this, and I'm going to talk about this in my speech about purple bombs, but yeah. And so it made all the headlines and all the news that she said were twin flames. And this is just, you know, and the difference between twin flames and soulmates, and this is what we are. And everyone's freaking well, out. They're well, freaking out. But here's the bad news for Megan and Shotgun Kelly. Yeah. Or whatever his name is, uh, Handgun Kelly. Right. Andy, get your gun. Andy, get your gun. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to just make all of them. Right. Um <laughs> Colt 45 Kelly. Um, we, as most Mystic Michaela spiritual family members know, right. twin flames don't usually work out. They don't usually work out. So I don't know if they're going to work out, honestly. I don't know. You know, these are my feelings. You know, this is how I see it. But I feel like they were supposed to meet and it's a symptom of her spiritual download right. and she needed a change. And um, sometimes when you meet your twin flame, it well, you... Every time you meet your twin flame, you're going through some sort of catalyst in life, and that person is part of that. So it's a it, it's twin flame show up when you're growing or you're going through something, and because they kind of rock your world and they make everything make no sense and all the sense, and it's like very emotional. It's a lot of ups and downs. So we'll see what happens with them. I feel like you know, I agree with her with the twin flame thing because they gave me this like twin flame yeah, stress. Right. Yeah, they give me, they make, I don't know, like when you look at them, it's kind of like interesting and you can't look away. It's kind of, you know, like, kind of like a car crash. You're like, I can't look away, but why, why am I looking? Like, that's right. kind of like the, the twin flame thing. And uh, yeah, we'll see. You, you know, usually love that lasts isn't quite like that, but we'll right. see. Now, what about the, um, you said they were on La La, La La Land's. Yes, podcast. Lala Kent's new podcast. And I remember one time I had to watch Vanderpump Rules for the yeah. show. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I didn't know who anybody was. And I actually thought that the other guy, I think you said is Randall. Randall is her boyfriend. Yeah, her I husband? Thought it was, yeah, husband. Yeah, I thought it was her dad. I know. So what, are they Twin Flames too or no? No. Are they no. anything? Or? I think, you know, I feel like he protects her and I feel like she protects him in some way. She's indigo and purple. He's more red and blue. Oh, he is? Yeah. Well, that's weird because I don't really, I mean, I don't know the guy, but. He's got, he's like red and blue. Usually I relate more to the red blue. Yeah, he's got some purple elements in there. He's kind of like a salesman, kind okay. of like he's a little, at least in the industry. Yeah. And that can kind of sour you a little bit. I feel like he wears a lot of inauthentic purple. Okay. Um, but, you know, I think they, 
they work for each other right now, okay. you know. I don't know. I get more of just like they're together. You don't have to be with your soulmate for it to work. Like you can be with somebody you right. just get along with and yeah. it works. As long as you're not a relative. Right. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> now let's go back uh, let's go back to that uh so you look at Megan Fox's picture all day. I t- I some people you know this about me. Like some people have such a crazy yeah. aura. I can't look away. We'll have to uh, try to get her on the show, but we might have to give her the bad news that this I is going to break. Know. This is gonna I don't be a think she want to hear it. Yeah, she's not ready to hear. She doesn't want to hear it. When you're with your twin flame and everything's going great, yeah. or like it's at least just going, or it's just like amazing, it's better than any drug you could think of. Right. That's the problem with being with a twin flame. But here's but here's the catch. Like yeah. you said earlier, she's going to have that download come one day. You yeah. Know, and that's going to probably this is reset things. Yeah, we'll see. And uh, sawed off shotgun is going to be out of bullets. So. Yeah. Good way to put it yeah <laughs> but they are interesting and i think like her forwardness like how forward she was and we're like weren't you married when you saw him for the first time is very indicative of a purple bomb thing to say like doing it first like just leaving your husband okay fine and go like obviously things were building up to that or yeah. whatnot anyhow but like then saying it you know what i mean like and i think that caused a lot of people to be like what are you doing but that's her truth She's saying it, and uh, like I'll talk about, you can't judge the purple bomb. Right. Well, speaking of not purple bombs, yeah, we had this incredible dinner last night that you made yes. for us. And I'm going to talk. I'm going to go into my spiel about purple bombs and stuff like this. But first, we have to talk about last night's dinner. Fantastic. So, Sun Basket is pretty cool. Last night we had a really we had really good meal. We had Korean barbecue chicken in lettuce cups with kimchi. I could be saying that completely wrong. Kimchi. Sounds right to me. Um, and we learned what kimchi is, which is optional. You don't have to have it in there. But it was no. good. How, did you like it? Because you're picky. Yeah, I'm picky, but I the Korean barbecue chicken was amazing. It was, it was so like, good, right? It was incredible. Yeah, I know. it was perfect. I mean, I, I mean, it's not something I would normally eat. You know, I'm more like, you know, just your regular hamburger and pizza kind of guy. So it was a really welcome change. And I actually really, uh, it was an incredible meal. I enjoyed it immensely. So it came, and I'll, I'll show pictures. It came in this box, this refrigerated box. We got three, three different meals. And it's like clean ingredients. It's organic, fresh produce. And they basically, you know, Sun Basket delivers these fresh, healthy, delicious meals straight to your door. And they have recipes for all kinds of dietary preferences, including paleo, gluten-free, Mediterranean, vegetarian, and more. They make it super easy, super convenient with everything pre-portioned and ready to prep and cook. So you can enjoy a full organic, fresh produce, clean ingredient meal in as little as 15 minutes, no matter how much experience you have in the kitchen. And trust me, I am not so much of a cook as you know, Scotty. And I did it. I did it. I felt like a really good mother and wife. (laughs) I felt good about myself. Each week, Sunbasket offers a wide range of meals to choose from. So you can try mouthwatering dishes like whole scene steak, strip lettuce cups with pickled daikon and carrots, roasted salmon with miso glazed eggplant, black bean tostadas diablo with cabbage slaw and guacamole. And you can order from any meals across their menu. You can skip a week whenever, when you need to, or you can even double up on your favorites. It's simple, easy. There's no gotchas. There's no fine print. It's just very clean and easy like their food and their meals. So right now, so here we go, big deal, big savings. Sunbasket is offering $35 off your order when you go right now to sunbasket.com slash K-Y-A and then enter the promo code K-Y-A at checkout. That's sunbasket.com slash K-Y-A, promo code K-Y-A. 
$35 off your order. I'm going to put that in the show notes too and on my story, sunbasket.com slash KYA, promo code KYA. I enjoyed it and $35 off makes it very... Like yeah. Even more affordable just to give it a shot. Oh, definitely. We've been cooking more, so it's nice to yeah. change it up. Well, and I'll tell you, because we've been watching that show alone, and yes. they always are out fishing. And like I've been starving for like oh, some yeah. like salmon or something. So yes. I'm really excited about that meal. Yeah, we're going to have salmon tacos next. Yeah, so I can't wait for that. Yeah, I'm excited about the salmon tacos. We'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> All right, talking about purple bombs. What is a purple bomb? Every color... Every aura color has their I had it moment. And like I've named them throughout the years. So indigos, for example, do the door slam or what my mystic Michaela spiritual group has renamed the indigoist. It's like indigo and ghost, the indigoist. I thought that was clever. Blues do the same thing. It just takes them longer and they may not get there, but indigos always get there. But blues do the same thing. They'll just, they'll just door slam the situation. Reds do the red rant. You won't have to wonder where, what they're feeling about you for too long. They'll rant you right out the door. And yellows, this was fun. I, I asked the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family Group, what do yellows, what do, yellows do? Because um, yellows have this thing where they'll all of a sudden look at their life like out of nowhere because they're really good at going with things and like putting up with stuff and whatnot. But yellows out of nowhere will totally freak out. And I was like, what do I call that? Sometimes I'll call it like the come to Jesus moment for yellows or the 180. But I asked the Mystic Michaela spiritual family to give me their thoughts of what yellows should be called. And these are some of the ones that... So I got um, a yellow level up, which was cute, but I got the sw- the yellow switch off. I thought that was cute. But my favorite one was the yell no. And Meg, Meg Boss came up with this. She calls it the yell no. And we shake our list or point to what obviously has been messed up in our plan or organized life. And then we stomp off with our bags. And I thought that is so flipping yellow. The yell no. Somebody else came up with the yell nope. Um, somebody said that they've decided to refer it in their own life as yellow blasting. <laughs> and it's just really funny. So I like the, I like the yell no or the yell nope. At one point, yellows wake up one day and it's just like, yell no, we're not doing this anymore. We've had it. And they'll tell you too. And they'll move on. Um, so that's what yellows do. Greens, they kind of turn off their, like they turn off their, I give a crap switch. Cause they have one. Um, it's kind of like their, I don't give a fudge <laughs> button can be turned on and off. And it's real simple. They'll just press it and then they're done. They don't, they don't care anymore. Um, but purples, do the purple bomb. And I've talked about this here and there. And I want to talk about it again uh, because this episode is kind of devoted to the purple bomb and it's messy and it possibly could be the messiest of all the I had it moments of all the aura colors simply because, you know, well, that's how, that's how we purples do. And purples tend to do their I had it moments with flair. Purples like to, purples need to deconstruct and reconstruct their lives often. That's, that's like their sole need for, if you're, if you have a purple aura, 
which can make purples the target of a lot of opinions. And those opinions are something which can stop the purple from doing what they need to do or saying what they need to say in order to live life most authentically. They can't say to themselves or others that they need to leave a relationship or quit a job or move across the country or have that conversation with a family member that needs to happen. So instead, they'll lie to themselves or push away truth or distract from it altogether. They avoid the opinions of others by staying low and under the radar, by fitting in, by dimming their light, by being unseen. But that only lasts so long if you're purple. Um, You can't keep that energy down forever. And over time, something happens. And there's this buildup of energy. And what the soul wants will push the purple to get sneaky on themselves. And they'll start little ways in their self-sabotaging. And they'll self-sabotage their entire lives under their own noses. So while a purple lives life A, they start putting energy all subconsciously and sneakily towards life B. So they will go to the job they hate. All right, they'll go. They're the good employee. They get everything done. But then they start to gossip at the water cooler about the boss. Um, And then they start gossiping to more people than they can count, one by one. And then one day, oops, the mass email goes out with the gossip that was meant for one person to everybody. Did they mean to do it? Not consciously, but subconsciously, you better believe they meant to do it. And that's a purple bomb. They go big or go home. That's that's what purples do. Um, yeah, or or another purple bomb like generalization, and I see this a lot. They'll you know a purple will start you know they're in a relationship they don't want to be in, but but you know there's no good enough reason to leave it according to the people around them, and they and they have that programmed in their heads that their own emotional happiness isn't worth sticking up for your own feelings. So they'll start picking up the phone and texting back the ex while their current boyfriend is still in the picture. And, and oh, I'm just going to meet that guy for coffee. And then, oh, I'm just going to do this other thing and this other thing with this guy. And one day, the boyfriend finds the texts, finds the evidence, and it blows up in everyone's face. Do they mean to do that? Again, not consciously, but in a way, yeah. If purples really look into themselves when they're doing these things, they would say that the first time they did something that was against what they were trying to do to fit in, they would see what they wanted they would see that they wanted out or what, they wanted something different, but they felt they, they couldn't get it. So the purples will play the role expected of them while at the same time sneakily starting to plant bombs. And these bombs will go off at some point. And when a bomb goes off in a purple's life, that's it. It's all in shambles. And yes, that's, that's what you want when you're a purple. Subconsciously, you want to change. Purples need change. They need to understand it's okay to acknowledge feelings, to speak up on behalf of your own feelings, to act upon your own feelings, that they don't need to answer the why to anyone who doesn't take emotional well-being as a valid enough reason for life change. But until the purple gets here, the purple bombs will flow. So I try to do this a lot in my readings. I try to be like, hey, you know, just be honest with yourself. You know, you don't like this. And if you don't pay attention to it, other things are going to happen because you want change. If you're purple, here's the thing. You've had a purple bomb. It's a thing. I've done it myself. They're always embarrassing. They're not fun. They're not fun to talk about, but man, they're super fun to listen to. We all see celebrities do it. Like I talked about with Megan Fox. And then all of a sudden they get attacked and they get judged and they get like shamed all over 
the place for their purple bomb. When I see a purple bomb on a celebrity or on anyone, I wonder first, like, when did they start this? Where did it really start? Because it's not the bomb that's the issue. It's the first time they didn't listen to their heart and the first time they didn't do something the way it can be done, which is less dramatic like speaking up for yourself or little things like that. Because with the purple bomb, there is an element of self-destruction, self-harm. And this is, this is important. This is really what's behind it. This is really why you have to watch when you're doing this. There is an element here of, if I get this change, I want so desperately. I'm not allowed to have it without ridicule, shame, and isolation or embarrassment. It that there's this need for change to be accompanied with a punishment for change. You have to see like maybe the purple bombs were about possibly you didn't feel worth the change if you didn't get belittled and harassed and abused for it. How dare you want something different in your mind might have been playing over and over again. And therefore you created also subconsciously a situation where you're punished for getting something that's really about your emotional well-being. And the thing is, the bomb always, in a way, is a direct reflection of how the person feels about themselves within. The worse the bomb is, you better believe that the way that purple feels about themselves is a hell of a lot more intense than what you see in the shambles around them. Purple shaming's a thing. I've talked about this, too. In our culture, and I see this so many times, I see so many times in readings, it's like somebody who's purple gets shamed for it their whole life. They're a little purple kid. They go sing. They go do this. They go do that. They're in their own world. They're happy. Why don't you think about other people? Why is it always about you? You have attention-seeking behavior. They get told these things over and over and over again to the point where they're like, oh, I'm a terrible person. This is the subconscious agreement. I'm a terrible person if I do something that's in my own interest. So I better not, otherwise I won't be lovable. And that's where it comes from, this need to like push down things that you actually want and you actually need in favor of things that um, other people find more acceptable. But at the end of the day, if you don't listen to it, you can't, you can't calm that purple energy. It will bomb out on you when you're done. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. So how do we avoid purple bombs if we are purple? Well, we have to speak up to ourselves first. We see where we are not so happy on the teeny tiniest of levels, and we have to make changes there. It's practice. We speak to our partners, for example, about how we want communication to happen. You know, saying to your partner that you're with, you know, I, I need more 
I need more date nights or I want to have a conversation with you tonight and I just want you to listen to me. I feel like we need to connect. Like things like let's speak up for ourselves. If you're feeling a disconnect, let's make the reconnect. Let's put energy there. It's important to do that. Um, We speak to our bosses if we don't like how we're treated. Let's just be open and honest about how we feel in the workplace or with a person or something like that. We acknowledge a feeling and we take action on that feeling. So acknowledge the feeling, accompany it with action on the feeling. We support and give love to our emotional well-being. Otherwise, it will end up building and building and eventually the purple will take care of it on its own. And that's freaking messy. But fun to listen to. And that's what we're going to do next with our mystic Michaela spiritually spiritual family member who's going to come in and talk about her purple bomb. Hey, Scotty. Hey. So that was very interesting. So I have a question. Okay. Okay. So the red rant. Yes. All right. So because I'm not purple. No. Right. So I don't kind of do those things that you were talking about. Right. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> Well, you wouldn't let it go that far. Right. And usually when I think of my red rant, it's like when I'm just like the other day I was yelling at the TV. I was watching that Oh my God. Horrible human being, not even a human being, Jeffrey Epstein story. Epstein, yeah. And you came in and I was like screaming at the TV and like, no one would ever do you, you dirty old man. You're like, no one under the age of 99 would have sex with you. (laughs) And like nobody was there. You were just screaming. Just screaming. So that's not the, (laughs) but then after I heard your speech, I'm like, well, that's not really the red rant. That's not really what you're talking about. Right. So I thought back to the days of my teaching. Yes. And I thought of a time where I actually did have a red rant. Where were you? Okay. So I had been teaching for uh, about five years. Yeah. And I moved from teaching down in the uh, New York City area mm-hmm. to Buffalo, New York. And I got a job at Holland Schools. Yes. In um, south of Buffalo. Yes. Okay. So part of the thing when I got the job was, even though I had five years experience at the time, they wanted me to take the new teacher training program. Right. And you know me, look, I've been teaching five years as a red. I was really cocky. I thought I knew everything and I, there was no way I ever needed to do the new teaching program. So we should just back up. If you're not in teaching right. in New York state, it's probably other places too, but you have to do three years of probational teaching before you get tenure, right. which basically means it's pretty much impossible to fire you. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's so, a big deal to get tenure. Right. So you have to get tenure. Yeah. <laughs> and I, um, you know, but I asked them, you know, I actually did, I was bold enough to say, hey, do I really need to do the new teaching program? Yeah. I've been teaching for five years. And they said, yeah, you got to do it, whatever. Yeah, they treat you like you're a newbie. Right. So I was in there with a group of like five or six other people mm-hmm. and we were all starting out. You know, I, I don't know if they were all new teachers, but probably like one or two years. Yeah, before, I remember whatever. you were real freaking miserable about this. Right. Yeah. I was. <laughs> so anyway, we meet once a week. I try to skip as many meetings as I possibly could. But, um, one of the things that we had to do was create a portfolio. Yeah. Okay. And do you want to explain what a portfolio is? Well, I is? had to do this too. And and the big thing is when you're a new teacher, you have to create like this three ring binder portfolio. And man, I'm not crafty. So this was like a yellows world. Right. So like I was, I don't know, like but people make, they scrapbook it. It is like the best portfolio yeah. you've ever seen. Like everything has like a little, you know, cut out frame and right. pop up stickers. And yeah. like you put in all your teaching achievements and photos and things right. that you've made and pictures of the kids. And it's like, seriously, the biggest book you've ever, it takes forever to make it. It's so right. thick. Right. So <laughs> exactly. it's a big deal. And everybody Perfect. talks it up. Yeah. So every week we'd have to share what we did for the portfolio at the end, end of the session. And I, every week I say, I'm not doing it. So I like, I go in there. I'm just like, I'm not doing it. 
And they'd be like, come on, no, what do you have? Did you do anything for it? I'm like, no, I didn't do anything for it. Like, and, you know, they had, like you said, their little ribbons and their stickers and great job. <laughs> yay, kids. Yay, 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 rah, rah, rah. Uh, but I didn't do it. And this went on, like, for, this was basically almost three years. Like, I would never share. They'd always yeah. share their stuff. And they hated you. Yeah. And they're like, well, you know, you have to turn one in. They're not going to give you tenure yeah. if you don't turn one in. So I'm like, you know, all right, they might be right about that. Fine. I'll have to turn one in. Uh, I didn't do it. No. Who and, did it, Scott? Well, you did it. Yes. I did the whole portfolio <laughs> you the whole for you. I so, made it for you. Well, right. I was teaching full-time, too. I made your... But you had... You and the French teacher who ran it. Oh, yes. Ha, you were like mortal enemies. We were. <laughs> <laughs> like, the foo fights with the there, French teacher There was like a few of them. There was like Sarah and Kara and Tara. Karen. Karen. There was definitely a couple Karens. <laughs> a couple Karens, I'm um, sure. And they all hated it. They, they, like, they hated I don't, you. Like, disgust is not the word. <laughs> Like, they see me coming in the hallway. They would look at... They hated my guts. Yeah. Okay? But anyway, so let's fast forward to the... It was the final session that we had, and we all had to present our portfolios to the group. And I came with my portfolio. Now, you did a great job, honey. Thanks. You really did. But it, you know, it didn't have all the, like, the ribbons and the, and the bows no, and the stickers. No, I was working. I had to just... I was doing mine and yours at the same time. Correct. You got uh, the basic. So they... Like, the first thing, they're like... Wait, you did one? You said all these times that you were never going to do it. You told us every day you're not doing this. So I said, yeah, I didn't do it. And they said, well, how do you have this? I said, well, my wife did it. Oh, pitchforks. Oh, my God. The pitchforks, yeah. their eyes were like, <laughs> we're going to kill this guy. They hate you They because I right. did it. So I presented it. I just like went through the page like, this is when I you know, did a lesson on <laughs> like, the American Revolution. Megan says, this is when I do this. Right. <laughs> I just threw stuff in there too. Like, if you made anything yourself that was somewhat novel, it got the what is it, the plastic page covering folder yeah. thing. And just like, I'm sticking that in there. Oh. Like, any map you photocopied, whatever. So, anyway, <laughs> it's not good. So, I sent it in. They gave it, I guess, the superintendent, the principal. I don't know who looked at it. Yeah, whatever. And apparently, people like make it like they, right. I don't know who's looking at who can even carry these because they no. each weigh like 25 yeah. pounds. Well, mine was like two pounds, but everyone else's was 25 pounds. <laughs> I did good. You did good, honey. You did really good. Well, we well here's the thing it. I got tenure. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, I did get tenure. You know, I think I was doing a good job as a teacher. I never had any parent complaints about me, right? Doing my job. Mm-hmm. Anyway, at the end of the year, about a week to go left in the school year. Uh, I get a letter from the superintendent uh, about the portfolio. Yeah. You know, saying that you got tenure and that we loved your portfolio. It was the best, you know, blah, blah, blah. It was great. Fantastic. Now, here's the one catch to that. And this is where the red rant came. (laughs) On the top of the letter, it said, Dear Kara. It wasn't even addressed to you. It was not. It did not say, Dear Scott. It did not say, Dear Mr. Firester. It said, Dear Kara. Kara. They don't even they didn't even look at so, it or care. Exactly. So, you know, put two and two together. Basically, they had a form letter, and then they just put all our names on top of it. Except right. for mine, they forgot to change the name. Right. Okay. It was like so, spirit telling this you. This was my red rant You're right. Revenge. It doesn't freaking matter, dude. I went to – and everyone knew, like, I wasn't doing the program and here's and everything. the red rant. It came. I went to every single teacher that, you know, would actually stand me to talk to me. And I told them, look at this letter. See? I was right. I was right. <laughs> I was freaking right. You guys are all a bunch of you know what. And I went to that that Spanish teacher, the that French, French teacher. teacher, yeah, all of them. And I held up the letter, and their faces were like, hey. and they they had spent all the time with their little and stickers like, you your life. and their rainbows and their lollipops. And Megan wasted her life. Listening to their Katie Musgrave <laughs> songs, and who was right in the end? You Scott. Me. I knew that you did not have to do that to get tenure. And you read ranted. I read ranted. And however many years later, it right. continues. Right. right. My favorite little, I don't know, caveat to that story is 
just to maybe throw salt more in their wounds, if you Google Scott Firester teacher of the week who oh, got it you got freaking teacher of the week i did because like the, you made the news <laughs> yes they came in my classroom you made the news and you were teacher of the week yeah. and you were on the local news and that you came into the classroom and everyone's like he's the best teacher ever and like you were mr firester teacher of the freaking week yeah, that's right <laughs> channel four news in yeah, buffalo yeah yeah if you google it you might find it still oh my god it was great and it was well, like, and you got teacher of the week. Yeah, they hated. They, <laughs> they, they really hated me. And then when I went that red rant, they just and forget they de- it. Before, the year you left, they dedicated the yearbook to you. They too. did. They did. So the hate continued, and they're probably really happy you're gone now. All right. Well, anyway, I think we should bring in <laughs> our MSF member. MMSF member, member uh, Amanda. Yes. She decided that she is going to She's use a brave girl. Her real name. Yes. I yes. tried to convince her not to. <laughs> She, she um, did I don't care. I'll but it she all. doesn't care. <laughs> now, Amanda was really she she was a good sport because she did take my COVID test. Yes. Uh, when she entered the building, because we are you know trying to social distance here, uh, and she was okay with the thermometer that we used. <laughs> right, yeah. Amanda. It was okay. I, I survived it. Okay. I, survived it. <laughs> I knew I knew what I had to do to get things done. Okay. When and you I listen- just do it. That's right. who I am. Okay. That's who Amanda is. When you listen to the podcast back, you're not gonna, you might regret saying that. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. So I want to first establish that you're of sound body and mind because before this, this very, interview. Because it's very brave to tell a purple bomb yes. story. Yes. Oh, so absolutely. And we want yeah. to make sure you're that stable. she's with it. Yeah. Right. She has yes. all her cognitive... Um, Abilities, mm-hmm. okay, for the most part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and you're, you know, I'm just gonna like <laughs> ask you these questions, and you answer however you see fit. Okay. Number one, would you ever attend a Taylor Swift concert? Yes, I would. Mm-hmm. I absolutely would. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. I would. Okay. She's very happy and bubbly, and the well, music's good. Okay. Well, we have a few more questions. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, can you remember these five words? Crystal, Amish, Aura. Empath and starseed. Yes, I can. Okay, try it. Crystal, aura, Amish, starseed, and empath, empath, and empath. Okay, okay, okay. Empath, empath. You kind of pass it. Okay. Have you ever seen the movie Die Hard? Yes, I have. Do you think it's a Christmas movie? No. (gasps) But you do. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I think I recall something about this. (laughs) <laughs> okay. And the last question we have for you. Have you ever seen Willy Wonka? In person? No, the movie. <laughs> well, that's a trick question. No, just, yes, I have seen the movie. <laughs> do, you, do you think Gene Wilder or Johnny Depth made a better Willy Wonka? By far, Gene Wilder. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. You're good. That's because I'm from New York, and my mom loved Gene Wilder. <laughs> All right. His blue eyes were just amazing. Thank, thank God she answered that fourth one that way, because okay, otherwise good. the interview would have had to stop. All right. She's good. All right. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, 
The learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Well, Amanda, she's, she's a purple indigo, so you know about purple bombs. Oh, I know them really well. Yeah, so yeah. we're here to talk about your gritty purple bomb story because like I said like the, we if you're purple you've had them I've had them like mm-hmm. anybody's purple's had them and it's really about you know like one thing it's about like when we ignored ourselves so I don't know where do we start your story Ooh, it's such a long one right I mean, let's yeah. start at the beginning the beginning yeah so you get married okay I get married, <laughs> get married to I a get man. married to a man to a man yeah okay, okay. Yes. Just, I mean you know and I um you know, was the right age and Mm -hmm. school was done. We both got our master's degrees. Everything was just, you know, going in the correct order, you know, if that's how you want to say it in my family. Um, And he, I dated him all through college. So um, it was the next step was to get married. And I knew there were some things that were not not right. Yeah. Um, There was definitely a lack of chemistry. Okay. And Mm -hmm. I was prompted, you know, to, you know, Amanda, but he's a good man. He's a good man. You know, sure. you've been with him all five years, you know, four sense. years at the yeah. time. Yeah. This is, you know, he's, the chemistry doesn't matter. Everything else is there. You'll be fine. So meaning you needed like a few extra red Jasper crystals. Is that what we're Possibly. saying? Possibly. Yeah. Not in, an... in my bra. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. So too much blue tiger eye. Right. Well, going. it just, it wasn't, it's, it, it was good on paper, but not in your, your heart. Or exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay. I knew something wasn't there and I just kept hoping it would all just fall into place once we got married. Okay. Yeah. And he was then a good guy. he's a good guy and he was a good guy, you mm-hmm. know? And so you're with him and it, does it get better? No, it does not get yeah. better. We're five years into the marriage mm-hmm. and I'm like, just not, it, it just didn't, it, I loved him, but yeah. the chemistry was lacking. What was Absolutely it like to live that way? Like, just to kind of, like, how good are you at pushing your thoughts aside? I guess not good enough because I can definitely say that I was very aware of how often we had action in the bedroom. Yeah, and, of course. Um, it wasn't very often. And I would yeah. be like looking at the calendar like, oh no, I better oh. do it because I'm, you know, it's been two weeks. It was like that. Where yeah. I had to, okay. it was a duty for yeah. me. For me. For him too? No, he wanted it much more, but oh, I would okay. just kind of be like, I'm tired or, right. you know, oh, I'm, you know, I don't feel well tonight or, you know, yeah. I have a headache. No, you had, <laughs> yeah. no, no, you had, did you have kids at this time or no? Not yet. No. Oh, so there's no even kids Not in the picture. Not even kids at the time. No. Oh, wow. Wow. That's I bad. mean, if you had some kids, oh, absolutely. You understand that. Trust me, the kids did come and then I did use that. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but at the time, no, that was not even an option for an excuse. Sure. Okay. And like how, like, I guess, like, I, this is what I get curious about, like, you know, just from your energy or whatever. Like, so you're such an authentic person. Like, you're so, I just know you. Like, you're very, mm-hmm. like, here I am. Like, this is how I feel. Like, were you able to talk to him like that? Were you able to be like, hey, I feel like we need more or I feel like this or that or? No, actually, wow. because it was such a touchy subject um, mm-hmm. and he picked up on it for sure. Yeah. And it would come up every so often and it would turn into a big fight. Okay. About like, you know, we're not intimate enough and right. this is, you know, what, what, you know, this is not what I thought marriage was going to be like, you know, he would tell me and then I would try so hard to like, you know, and you're right, you're right. I am very authentic. So being that way and, and trying to play a role that I really wasn't mm-hmm. was extremely difficult and uncomfortable for me. For Did sure. it produce like a lot of like, like, how are you feeling? Were anxious. You, yeah. Extremely mm-hmm. anxious. Okay. Yeah. Like all the time. Was it hard to have like, even just, I guess like moments with him that weren't 
like I guess chemistry related like going out to dinner or going to the movies was there a friendship like was there anything a, a tremendous friendship my okay. best friend oh, absolutely nice. the, the friendship was there and that's yeah. why I went through with getting married in the first place right he was so, my best friend so it was easy to like lean on that and oh yeah ignore the other things yeah it was always there though. yeah it was always that underlying we used to call it the pebble in in our shoe yeah, yeah. Pebble in our shoe. Okay, so you put up, a, so you deal with this. You're living like this for how many years? Would you say five years in? Okay, before I decided to purple bomb the whole thing. Okay, okay. So, so the purple bomb. So you were right. dating for a while. We dated five. Then, we dated for five years before we got married. So okay, we were married for five, five years, years. Okay. before I started to get a, just a, a desire for some type of intimacy in my life. Yeah, like passion. So yes. ten years in, ten years. Here comes in. the purple bomb. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's right. a long time. What's so, well, I'm going to throw another one in. Okay, oh. you, I don't know if you guys realize. This. Oh no, this is in, in I, I, in I always come, I bring surprises every yeah, time. Amanda brought it. Yeah, <laughs> my oh, surprise for you and all the listeners is that I waited until marriage to have sex. Oh. So you didn't have sex with him the whole time you were dating. The whole five years we dated, five. and he didn't argue that or anything. Nope. Are you guys particularly religious, or yeah? At the time, I I was, and, okay. and he he wouldn't have done it. Trust me, if yeah. he had not, you know, if I wasn't the one saying we should, you know, this is the right thing to do. He knew it was. He's a pastor's son. Okay. Um, oh but yeah, this was a thing I wanted to to do. I had already been active before. But yeah. This was a decision I made before I even met him. That I'm going oh, to wait for marriage. Met him. Yes, wow. two years okay. before I met him. And okay. I, so here I am thinking, okay, the passion's not there, but, but you know, once we're intimate, it's going to be well, there. Okay, right? so wait, let me get a little Howard Stern here. Oh, okay. Oh, because oh, she kind of oh, went that way. Oh, God. Okay. I did. I went, I went <laughs> okay. So for the listeners, and we do have some guy listeners, Jumanji, 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 Jumanji. Okay. That'll help out things. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's the wedding night. Oh. Never <laughs> had, you've never had done it, had he done it? It, before meeting me, yes. Okay, so he was not a virgin, but, but you both of were. Us were not, no, I was not. No, she was. Oh, it, was it was a decision I made before I met him. She oh, just, no, no, but yeah. you were going into the wedding night. No, she wasn't a virgin. Two years before she met him, oh, she's like, I'm not going to have sex until I'm married. Yeah. yeah isn't, oh, with him. I was like a yeah, born-again virgin. Oh, she born-again born virgin. She just recommitted know. herself to a different uh, oh, okay. a different standard. Okay, yes. I got to take I gotta take that cognitive test myself. Yes. <laughs> All right. So Scott doesn't understand. So now, now okay, okay, you get okay, it. Okay, okay. stern me. Stern so me. now, all right. So you're now going to the wedding night. Wedding night. Oh, you're man. in the hotel. Oh. You're going to the bedroom. Oh. You have your Victoria's Secret on. I did actually have Victoria's Secret. <laughs> okay. I did. Uh, you know, you he's know all the cleaned yeah. up. Whatever down there, he's done his oh, thing. Oh my god. <laughs> I told you I was going Howard well, Stern. Yeah, here. he's in the shower. This is yeah. my dream to actually do like a I Howard Stern type interview. You don't he's know that. He's in the shower. Gotcha. Aww. You lit the candles in the shower. It's like you're, a whole you're like on the bed, like getting your spot ready. Yes. You know, put, where to put your leg, uh-huh. all those things. I'm, I'm, it's my Howard Stern moment, Megan. <laughs> okay. Mystic Michaela. I'm letting you have uh, it. Okay, thank you. And then he comes out of the shower and. I passed out. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I drank so much at my wedding. <laughs> Okay, so right there it we do. It did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, even you had fun at the wedding. Okay. I had so much fun. So that's good. But this is an omen here. Oh, I, it's, a metaphor, a, I it's a metaphor, I suppose. It's a metaphor, yeah. Oh, like, my God, God it is. I would even say there's a lot of buildup the night. Like, right. there would be a lot of buildup anyway. Did it happen the next day? The morning after? No, because wow. then we stayed at my mom's house. 
See, this is like you were guys. Do you feel like you were subconsciously well, okay. avoiding it? I think I don't know. It was just hard. It happened finally a few nights later on our honeymoon uh, in, in Hel- 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 Georgia. Georgia. I knew that. Hell Georgia. Where the town floozy was right. splashing herself years yeah, that later. Was me. Right. <laughs> Oh my, this is, oh wow, this is full a circle, fascinating. Guys. Yeah, okay. full circle. All right, so in Helen, Georgia, in a Bavarian motel. No, 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 in oh, a farmhouse. In a farmhouse. Yeah. It finally happened. It finally happened. It finally happened. And not, not, not no, good? Not, not good. Not so good. Not so good. No. Bad time. It just wasn't what I expected. Just wasn't good. Yeah. That's too bad. For, did, but he liked it. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he did, but yeah. Okay. It wasn't, I was like, oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, it, <laughs> yeah, like, oh. That's not what All right, I, so now let's fast forward so back to those 10 years. Okay. 10 years so later. now we're, we're five years time. into the marriage. Five years into it's the marriage. It hasn't gotten any comes. better. It's been lots of opportunity. It didn't get better. Right. It did not get better. And the purple bomb And then was... I started to talk to someone from my past oh. online. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a purple bomb. And that's very brave of you. Yeah. I just want to say to come on and talk. And a lot of people have gone through this. And I feel like that's what you're, that's the point. Like we're going to hit the people who right. are in that moment. Mm-hmm. So we can yes. be like, okay. just look at what you're doing. Were like you, that. Just just pay attention. Were yes. you using yeah. an AOL email address? Oh, how old was this? Oh, okay. So <laughs> I, I still <laughs> use Guys, one, by the way. this is 2008. Okay. okay. Ish. Okay. That could be so, AOL, maybe. Well, I still use mine. So. I do, too. 2008. It was not. <laughs> MySpace was around. Oh, MySpace. <laughs> oh, yeah. That but, was like... But yes. I think we were talking on Facebook. Was Facebook Gen- like Facebook was, Facebook-ish. but it was like the genesis of Facebook. Just yeah, starting. I think we were Facebook yeah. MySpace in okay. okay, somewhere in between. Okay, those all right. So this guy who we're gonna call, um, let's call him uh, Steve. 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 Okay, oh, we're yeah. gonna call him oh, Steve. That's crazy. Yeah, that was your AOL. That was my you just AOL had a name. psychic moment. Oh jeez. That was how I met Scott. His <gasps> name was Steve, like at AOL.com or something. Oh yeah. my god, that's weird. Are you creeping this around with a different weird. name? He, wasn't I'll that creepy? Yeah, yeah. What's up with I, that? yeah. That's a whole story. Why were you Steve? Who's giving the interview here? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All right. Good so question. Steve. Steve. Yes. So Steve and okay. I knew each other back in you know school. So yeah. we just reconnected and we're talking and he just I don't know there was something there. It was a spark and it was fun and it was fulfilling something that was definitely missing in my life. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I ended up. Um, he didn't even live in the state, but I ended up visiting up there. And, you know, I'm from New York originally. And one thing led to another one evening, lots yeah. of alcohol, and this is like something happened. Like when Chris Harrison sends the girls to the fantasy suite? It's like a fantasy suite. Fantasy suite thing? Yeah. Okay. Was it good? I was drunk. I don't even know. Okay. Was it in <laughs> Which makes my purple bomb even suckier because was it? it was not, I was intoxicated and I barely remember my purple bomb. I feel like purple bombs can somewhat. That would make a sense. I think with having integrity, you a lot of times don't want to do things that are wrong. So unless true. You, so you intoxicate yourself in order to make it okay or Absolutely. to give right. yourself to release those inhibitions. Okay. Yeah. So, so I do think I drank more than I should have on purpose. Oh, yeah. wow. Subconsciously. Oh, God. So this was in a windmill with Pilot Pete. No, that was, that was Hannah Brown. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Okay, so, yeah. So, so what happened so after happens. that? So that happens. Now it happened, what? and I woke up and was devastated. Oh, you felt awful. Because I am not that kind of person. Right. I mean, you guys know me. And yes, I'm of course. Not, I'm not like that. And no. I was just like, what have I done? And I yeah. was a wreck. And my friends literally had to like hold me up over oh, this. Okay. It was it was really bad. Yeah. I went home and had to pretend that I was sick 
okay. just so that I wouldn't, because I literally, I think, made myself physically ill sure. from the anxiety of it all. Yeah. Uh, didn't know what to do and called my mom and mom said, don't say a word. He will kill you and the Steve. Like, yeah. He's, like, yeah. The ex- you're talking oh, about your ex-husband. my yeah. ex-husband would have done, yeah, it would have been very would have been ugly. He can, yes, okay. he can get very um, fiery. Um, so, yeah, so I was told. I even went to a church and confessed because I'm originally Catholic. Yeah. Um, and the priest even told me, put this in a little box <laughs> oh, God. and put it under your okay. bed and never take it out again. Right. So... Squash it. Squash it. It never happened. And you squashed it. Like the Inquirer. So I, so I did. Like, you know, Trump and the Inquirer story. Squashed. <laughs> it's like a political. Okay, fine. Don't get political. <laughs> um, it's guys, by the way, it's really fun to watch them look at each other. Oh, right, that's what we do. Scott and I, like, I, we give each other eyes yes, the during eyes. the thing. Like, it's at, pretty awesome. That's how we talk to each yeah. other. Oh, like, ask it. her this. Did you ask her that? Yeah, no, you're going to ask her. Like, and that's all silent. Total sign yeah. language. Okay. Um, but anyway, so yes, I, I put, I did what I was told. Yeah. I put it in a box, shoved it under my bed, and tried to live the next uh, 10 years without so saying it was 10 years. Wow. 10 years and I was not okay and it affected my life completely. So, so what did you do? Like how did it, like so, so you had this like, because the thing is, is like really what that was was you, it was a symptom of you're not, you just weren't happy. Yes, it was a manifestation of the, what was missing in yes. our marriage, absolutely. And so, I didn't see yeah. it that way then. I saw it as I'm a bad person, how oh, could I do that? Yeah. Um, you know, how could I hurt him like that? Because, you know, he didn't do anything up to that point that I knew of. So, you it know, almost feel like you, a bad person. like to get what you wanted, you had to punish yourself to get it. Does that make sense? Like, that does make sense. Like, it's almost like you had to put yourself in the fire to get what you want. Like, maybe you didn't feel deserving of it. So you had to get it with a side of, I'm a horrible human. Yeah. It came with it. It came yeah. with the territory. This is what you did. So yeah. now you suffer for it. And I suffered. And I, and I, um, Anybody out there that knows when you have guilt about something, Mm -hmm. you're extra aware of anything happening around you where you think everybody knows. Wow. So basically what ended up happening was he got the upper hand in every situation whatsoever. Because you you would just say, acquiesce all the time. Yeah, but let's go back here now. Okay. Okay. So the bomb bomb. was 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you didn't really kind of like light it because for 10 years you kept it squashed. Yes. In Megan's words, during one of my readings years ago, she said, I buried the Bur- bomb. Buried the bomb. I hid it. But there was like a little ignition it, it ready to go. Okay. So how does it go off? It goes off because I then go on for the next 10 years um, questioning things that he did, not always fully trusting. There were definitely some interesting um, things that would make you go, hmm, you know, raise an eyebrow, like, what's he up to? Um and I was never able to approach him about it because I was always so scared that then yeah. it would be like... Because I really thought he knew, by the way. Oh, you I did? thought he knew and wasn't saying anything. Oh, wow. So I lived 10 years of feeling like, he knows, he knows, he knows. Oh, oh that's so awful. So when I thought he was doing something behind my back, I would back off because I'm like, yeah. well, if I say something, then it's going to shine the light on me. So right. I just have to let this go. So I, you know, whatever. The next 10 years, nothing gets better. And um, You have children too. Like we you have children. Yes, at kiddos. this point, we have three children. Wow. Um, this okay. is only a year and a half ago. And I felt unloved from the time that third child yeah. um, was born back in 2014. I just felt unloved. Yeah. Um, there was another situation that happened. Um, his mother... Um, passed away mm-hmm. shortly after my daughter was born. So I thought maybe, you know, he's dealing with grief or this or that, you know, and it's just, yeah. I'm just feeling unloved. I, he would literally come home. 
I would be always, for some reason, at the sink when he would come home at that time of day. <laughs> and I would weird. be at the sink washing dishes, and he'd come, and everybody would run to him and hug him, the kids. And he would literally just walk in, put his stuff down, and go somewhere else. And I would just be like, wow, like, he didn't come over here and, like, say hi, give yeah. me a kiss, right. grab my butt, do something. Right. You know, like, anything. Yeah. Anything. So... so I went to therapy mm-hmm. for a year. Mm-hmm. And my therapist, I at the time, I felt like she was being um, a little women's libby or something for me. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I just felt like she was always not attacking him, but like, hmm, that's strange. He did that to you and you're just fine with it? And I would be like, well, and I'd always have an excuse. Or he drinks a lot. Oh, well, you know, he's dealing with the death of his mother. Like I had an excuse for everything. And and she just kept saying, you need to go to therapy. So, you know, I tried to go to counseling with him and it never worked. And finally, after a year of someone telling me, because by the way, I found accidentally a therapist that is totally into everything that we talk about. Oh, cool. Your authentic self and finding your own happiness. And she even talks about being, you know, 4D and 5D and 3D and all that stuff. So she said, you know, after a year of being with her and and listening to all of this, I finally said, well, my happiness is important. And even though I feel like, okay, I'm destroying my family by asking for a divorce, but I'm not happy and I want to be happy. And I don't want to be 85 and look back on my life and say, oh my God, when I was 40, I had the chance to walk away and I chose to stay. And now I'm 85 and still unhappy. You know what I mean? Like, so I asked for a divorce. Wow. How did that go? Horribly. What was that day like? It was horrible. I, um, it led up to, basically I kept trying to go to counseling with him Mm -hmm. and, um, the point of my counseling was I wanted to really hash it out. Like when mm-hmm. I was going to go to counseling, it was to let it all out. So mm-hmm. I was going to tell him about the oh, one so night he, affair. Oh, so he still didn't know about this. Nope. I was going to tell him in counseling. That was oh. my goal. My goal was to let's, let's, if we're going to work on this, then I need to let him know the horrible like thing Everything's that I did. coming out. Everything was now, coming out. had he been faithful during that time period? The... To my knowledge, yes. Knowledge. I was the bad guy. Okay. Always the bad guy. Okay. Everything always was Amanda did something wrong. It was always me. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, and you were like, okay, yeah, I did something wrong because you were still guilty about it. I was about- so guilty. <laughs> right. I was like, nope, I'm horrible. About Steve. Right. Okay. Horrible and Steve. So I, um, I tried oh, so hard to go to counseling with him, yeah. you know, and, and, and it just never worked out. It was yeah. always, you know, his work schedule and the kids. We have three kids, you know. Right. I mean, when are you going to go to counseling? No one to watch them. Yeah. So um, anyway, I finally approached him and mm-hmm. said, you know, I have been trying to go to counseling. You're not agreeing on it. You know, anything I present to you is never enough. And he was just like, no, it's my work. And I'm like, okay, well, I just want you to know that I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. I'm not in love with you anymore. I have felt unloved for the past, at that time, my daughter was, I guess, four or five. And I said, you know, for the past four or five years, I felt unloved and I don't want to be with you anymore. And I want a divorce. And he's shocked. Oh, like wow. I floored him. Right. I did. And then I said, and the reason I wanted to go to counseling, and then I told him, is because I have things that I need you to know, and I can't hold it in my heart anymore. Right. Because I carried this like, oh my gosh, oh my God. It, it's been so heavy, and yeah. it's weighed me down, and I can't, I don't want to die with this secret. The secret mm-hmm. has killed me for 10 years, and I finally told him about the one night. Yes. With Steve. With Steve. In the windmill. Yes. Okay. And he freaked out on me. Oh my God. Were and you scared? I was scared, but my mm-hmm. kids were in the other room, okay. so I, I, he had to control himself. Yeah, um, but he was livid, mm-hmm. and he called me all sorts of names and told mm-hmm. me that I, I've never changed and I've always been this way, and he should have known. And um, you know, I'm, 
horrible things. You know, he yes. called me horrible names and he told me, you, you may not sleep in this bedroom. Wow. Um, you're on the couch and, uh, you know, just all that. Like, and, mm. and don't even think about seeing other people during this time, blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, I was like on lockdown okay. basically and feeling like a piece of crap. Did you just okay. accept it? You're like, okay, I'll take it. Like I took it because I, I just admitted something horrible that yeah. I had done. So right. yeah. So I had to take it. Wow. wow. That's heavy. Did you feel better? Or not better? At the time, no. I did okay. not. Um, part of it, I do remember saying to a friend, I feel lighter because I finally let go of this secret that I thought I was going to take to my grave. Yes. Um, but that the other part of it was the intense guilt and yeah. the way he made me feel about it made yeah. me feel extremely heavy. Like, Ugh. I am a horrible person. I am the reason for this divorce. I am the reason why my children mm-hmm. are going to grow up with, you know, in two separate homes with their parents. Like, I, I definitely carried the guilt. For wow. Sure. Yeah. And then what happens? <laughs> so we cannot afford to just move out. You know, we don't yeah. have that kind of money. Yeah. So we have to continue to live in the same home mm-hmm. um, and not let the children know yet because we had right. a lot of things ahead of us to yeah. prepare the house to sell and how are we going to afford it oh and God. all that. This so, is stressful. And we had a trip already planned for Disney. So. Oh, God. <laughs> so anyway, you know, so we have to go to Disney with the kids. I mean, all while. So we're amicable in okay. front of the children. Okay. okay. And even behind doors, like, it, it was, you know, it, we made it work. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of almost a testimony to, like, how numb it was, though, for so long that you could go into that default mode honestly that you know what i mean that it was actually authentic for you two to be like that together like so numb that's true and and maybe i don't know that's my thought like like you love each other but it's not like what other people would experience in the same situation like it was over you're right you know and on his part to be able to survive through that and not seem broken at all yeah how weird is that well it gets interesting okay so we go on a trip and i'm looking um we're we're at Disney and he's charging his phone. He's using my phone charger and um, he's sleeping. And I just plugged, you know, unplugged his phone and plugged mm-hmm. my phone into charge and something just came over me. And I never knew his password for his phone. That mm-hmm. was always a secret. By the way, anybody out there? Yeah. If the phone is always in their hand or turned over where you can't see the screen, mm-hmm. something is wrong. And it was always like that. But I happened to know it secretly because he said the password to my son a month before. And I just made a mental note. Mm -hmm. Don't even know why, but I knew it that night. So I just thought, hmm, let me look. And it's through looking through his phone that I realized that he was having an affair with his coworker. Wow. Um, And then I came to know that it was for the past, uh, at that time, five years. Exactly. As long as you felt unloved. As long as I felt unloved, it was happening. Wow. Absolutely. And I, and that was all confirmed because then I, of course, became a private investigator. But he never, like when you told about your story with Steve in the windmill, he never mentioned that at the time. Never. And he probably, I was just a horrible person. And he was, and was not going to ever mention oh, that. Oh, no. He was going to go down without having said without like he, and, all that. So like you would have broken up and gotten the divorce and it's like, and now I'm going to be with the yeah, co- exactly. Yeah, exactly. It would have yeah. eventually turned into that. Like probably. an organic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. But I, I did a lot of research um, and found out <laughs> <laughs> and found her ex-husband oh. and because um, I knew the girl. Yeah. And they wow. worked together. I've met her. She sent gifts to my child when she was born that and the whole thing. Weird. So they were together from 
when I was pregnant with my last daughter. Oh my! And then she wow. sent a baby and gift. Sent a beautiful gift. Absolutely. <laughs> You're like, actually, it's really yeah, nice. It was beautiful and a beautiful <laughs> yeah. card. And right. um, used to send banana bread during the holidays, and that I would is... love her banana bread. I liked her a lot. I thought wow. she was a really cool girl. Isn't that crazy? This is crazy. Absolutely. So that was going on all that time. When did you talk to? Did you? When did you confront that? I waited mm-hmm. a couple of days just to get more um, footage of. His, I would videotape his phone when yes. I had a chance just to get all the footage I could. And I yeah. eventually showed him a picture and said, um, so this is what you've been doing with your time or something like that. Yeah. I, you know, yes. um, and, and he denied it 100%. He yes. denied it. Mm-hmm. I said, he said, I don't know who that is, <laughs> What? Oh. but he works with her and she sends banana bread. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, the picture, the oh. picture, the, yeah, the picture she showed us at Christmas, the yeah. totally naked lady. The, na- oh the my naked God. picture. Yeah. I saw that one. Yeah, we all saw the naked yeah. picture. Yeah. So I showed that picture. That's what I showed. It was a screenshot of that. Yeah. And wow. I said, so who's this? And yeah. he said, I don't know yeah. who that is. And then Every- I'm like, oh, this isn't the coworker. And he said, yeah. I don't know what that is. He looked at me straight in the face and said, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh my God. And I was, of course, feeling like I was going to lose my mind. Sure. Because you're, you know something for sure. And you're being told, no, what you're thinking is, you know, you're yeah. crazy. You're crazy. That's not true. Wow. The rage he had. So it was never admitted and it was okay. never discussed. So it's never. And, and they are still together. Wow. The They're coworker? Sti- yes. They are six They're years still in. T- and still my together. children know her. Oh, God. And fondly talk about her. That's still, great. Does she still bake you the banana bread? I don't get the banana bread, but oh, you know sucks. what? Yeah, I was over there the other day. Yeah, and I and one of my kids opened the refrigerator and I saw the damn banana bread wrapped up in the cellophane. Oh and I'm God. like, oh, it's the banana bread. Does, Did you want to do something evil to it? Yes. Yeah. She, I would have done something bad to it. I does think. she know <laughs> that all the members of my family and friends at the Christmas party have seen that naked photo of her? Oh yeah, I forgot. I. <laughs> I will say in my line of work, I see a lot of nude pictures. Like I just people. took the phone out of her hand. Yes, yeah, so I don't remember. And I went around I every person at the party, and I showed the naked photo. And everyone's like, "Wow, that!" Yeah. yeah, but that's what happens. Yeah. You know, my, if you my, send one. The weird part is my friend Chuck wanted to Chuck's date her. her. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah, he was like, "Could I? Could I go out with her?" Because he liked her feet. He, you know, Chuck's into feet. Oh, he's into yeah. feet. Oh my so, god. Yeah, he, he was looking at her feet in the picture. <laughs> well, that's a crazy story, and but now. It has a happy ending because, well, it, it I mean, happy ending. Well, yeah, where, where, yeah, where are we going with this? I have to tell you my happy ending. This, We're trying to make it happy. She's trying to make a happy well, ending. I mean, well, some, I got to spin on a it. A purple bomb is a purple bomb. But it got her out of it, the situation. It got her out of the situation, yes. yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. he probably just would have kept his relationship with her and you going forever, maybe until the kids were old enough that he didn't feel like the bad guy or something. And you then you would have been correct. screwed. Then you would have been like, what, 50s? And then like, now And what? then there I am. Yeah, like yeah. all these years are yours. Right. Well, here's the thing. My purple bomb, yes, it, it definitely was a manifestation of what was happening. Yeah. But when I look back now, I love that I made the decision to choose my happiness um, over you know, over all the things that I thought, my limiting beliefs of what I thought I had to be in this marriage because of, you know, this and that and this and that and the commitment and the kids. I chose my happiness. Wow. And then the coolest part to me is that the universe allowed me to see that it wasn't all my fault and that it's okay and that I actually made the right choice. Yeah. Not everybody gets that. So that's the happy ending for me is that I got out of it, but I got to know Mm -hmm. the truth. And yeah. I, think, I think there's only one last question here yeah. that we end the interview on right. is this Steve guy, is it a possibility oh, goodness, that you would ever no. find him again? No, no, not at all. Not I'm not even all. interested. Not interested. Steve, not interested. Was, a symptom. Steve was a symptom. So yeah. Steve was a symptom. So Steve just had a lucky night and that's it. It was right? a and symptom that's it. and that's it and it was 
That was the bomb. Steve was Steve his was, his yeah. purpose was his, to be the so bomb. So basically, I mean, Steve is like kind of a winner here, but he's also kind of like the loser here. Yeah, because he was used a little bit, right? Well, uh, I don't know because I think yeah. he probably had his own thing going on. Oh, you know. Okay. Yeah, he has lots of his own things going yeah, on. Yeah, sure. He's got a lot of things going That's on. like a whole other episode. That's another. So we, we have to find Steve. No, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> we don't Get him on that. the podcast. Give him the cognizance. Get him on the podcast. That would be amazing. All right, so the last thing here is, can you remember the five words? Mm. Oh, my God. Starseed. Yes. <laughs> They're not going to be in order, though. Okay, that's fine. Crystal. Yep. Aura. Yep. Starseed, crystal, aura. Mm, purple bomb. Uh, close enough. Okay. No idea. With, uh, Howard Stern. Scott's. <laughs> well, the, Scott's good, fetish. the good news is we have to, uh, you cannot longer do the interview, but you can be president of the United States. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Amanda, thank you so much for coming on. You're so brave. I'm so like inspired by your story and I really, it means a lot to me and I think it means a lot to the people listening who have these little purple bombs brewing. That maybe they can see them and they can be like, okay, what is this really about? What what am I ignoring in myself? Or absolutely, yeah. If it's happening, then something else is going on for sure. Thank you so much, Amanda. We You're love welcome. you. Love you guys and everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, take care. <laughs> <laughs> 